Hi, Mark. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Are you okay, Danny? It seems to me like you're an expert, Mark. Hi, Doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, hi, Danny. What's wrong with Mark? He's cranky today. <laughs> Girl trouble, I guess. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Hello and welcome to My First Time, the podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Each episode as our panel sits down to debate, dispute and discuss a much-loved classic. They'll be joined by the first-timer, someone who's never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is or just be left wondering, what the hell was that? My name is Dan and I am joined each and every week by Eden. Oh, hi. (laughs) Aiden. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) And this week, if you couldn't tell from the intro, we watched The Room interactive experience with our special guest, Will Mellor, actor, human, moustache grower, (laughs) improviser, all-round lovely man. Thanks. Thanks. Lovely to be here. Now, what qualifies you for the podcast today? You're an actor. Yep. Yep. Run us through. Um, What should people have seen you in? Well, I did a um, I did a TV commercial in the UK um, for a company called Transferwise, which uh, which helped you transfer money from country to country. Okay, yeah. co-starring is on it is on YouTube, co-starring oh. um, French rugby superstar Sebastian Chabal, um, who's a you know I, I like I like rugby, so he's a bit of a he's a bit of a hirsute hero of mine. Right. Okay. Um, but I but no no offense taken if no one's seen that. <laughs> seen that <ad. laughs> Your two fan- friends in the room had yeah. no idea of that, yeah. so yeah. yeah. But I'm delighted that we now do. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Eden's madly trying oh, to find it on YouTube. Trying to find it, transfer wise, right? Yeah, that's that's the one. Now, so I want to clarify: today's episode, are we talking about the room? Or are we talking about the room experience? I think both. Let's start with the movie and then go on to what it's like doing the interactive experience. Because I think some people won't even know what that is. No. So if you are, you know, someone uh, keeps up with the latest release movies, you may have heard of The Disaster Artist, the latest James Franco uh, starring movie. You know, Seth Rogen's in it, Dave Franco's in it. And it is about the making of this film, The Room, which is um, probably most famously being called the Citizen Kane of bad movies is the is the quote that gets trotted out to describe the movie a lot. And it is a just a terrible movie. You can't understate how bad it is, Kenny. Mm, no, it's it's yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> what but, makes it awful? But awful in a great way. I I don't know. I I'm, I'm tipping my hand here, but I fucking hate the movie. <laughs> I, I think that it. I think it's awful because there is no script. the The performances are are cringeworthy. The subject matter is is kind of like. Mildly offensive. <laughs> it's, it's badly shot. There is nothing redeeming about it. It's, it. it's it's like someone got a camera and threw it down a flight of stairs. It's that <laughs> sort of level of artistic creativity involved in it. It's no, but, awful. But the thing is, it does have a script, though. It did have a script. It does have actors. Mm. It does it have shots. Million dollars. Yeah. To that's oh, the thing. Like, it's not like insane. somebody accidentally made this film. Yeah. Somebody intentionally made it. Yeah. They just didn't think it would yeah, be the, this bad. The writer and director is, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, actually. Tommy Wiseau. 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 Yeah. yeah, and who's this? Also, he, the, the room to me, if you just put the movie aside, the story of the room and Tommy is an incredible story. It, it is, it's almost like fiction. It's as if mm. someone created this character. But th- that's essentially the story yeah. of the disaster artist, not the the room. Yeah, but we're saying the real life story behind the film is incredible. To me, you can't separate the right. story from the movie. 
Like, no, it's yeah. Myth, all yeah, 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 yeah. The mythos of the room is yeah. part of its joy. So Maybe yeah. we can't separate the movie and the interactive screening. I don't think we can. So for those that don't know, Tommy uh, basically put up $6 million from nowhere. Like, no yeah. one has any but idea. He could have cre- gone anywhere else. No yeah. one even really knows where he's from. He's this, like, sort of vaguely european yeah. guy. He says he's from New, New Orleans, but he yeah. clearly has yeah. this weird accent. No one knows how old he is. He says that in the film... When when he made the room, he was in his twenties, but he's clearly <laughs> he's clearly about fifty years old. Oh, he's so much older than that. Like, there's uh. so many weird mysteries behind this film, and then he writes this bizarre script that's it's, pretty sexist and strange. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you have not even heard of the room, haven't seen any uh, trailers for the disaster artist, just. If it's safe to do so, take out your phone and just Google Tommy Wiseau, the room, and just have a look at him. I feel like you're going to be able to understand what we're saying so much more just by even looking at his face. He He looks like somebody I saw in the mall begging for change. (laughs) He is physically repulsive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think after the screening, you described him as a combination stroke victim. <laughs> yeah, a stroke victim combined with a burns victim combined with a condom full of wallets. But walnuts. <laughs> condom full of walnuts. But very he's confident. Ripped, but he, it's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's the main actor in the film. He's also the producer, the writer, everything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, no one even knows where he got his money from. So he sunk $6 million of his money into mm. this project. And he's never, I don't know, he must have inherited it or something. Like, mm. It'd be hard to believe he's like, you know, like a Wall Street genius secretly there are so many or something. There's different stories, aren't there, about how he got the money? And like, that I don't know if he started some of these rumors or if they're just ones that sprung up on the internet. But like, some of that, like, he's a. Like he was importing something from some. He's an importer exporter or something. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Latex, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vandalay, <laughs> Well, the story is that he says that he owned um, a, a chain of Levi jeans. Like he owned a Levi jeans store. <laughs> And he, that's how he got his $6 million. That's what he is. I've heard him say in interviews. Wow. Oh, man. I, I love it so much. So. Before we talk about the movie and the interactive experience, we're just let's just go through the whole backstory. So, from what I know, he he sinks six million dollars of this. He basically mm. pays for the distribution of the film in a few select cinemas. It tanks. Like people are demanding their money back. They're angry, as you would be. Can you imagine giving up, say, your Friday night mm. going to see this with a friend? Like, what? isn't that exactly what we did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, it was a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what we were in for. Imagine yeah. just taking someone on a date, not oh, knowing oh, how bad man. this movie is. Yeah, that date would be a cracker. <laughs> There's no second date. No. no. You're no. done. No. But um, So Tanks, it, it made, I think, $1,800. And we're talking initial... 2003. So it's not yeah. like it was 80s and that money was a lot yeah. of money. It was, it was not that long ago. That's only 15 years ago-ish. But the, the bit I love is he paid... For years, he kept a billboard up in a prominent area of Hollywood promoting the movie, like well after its cinema release, like just trying to get people to buy DVDs off the website. He might have been doing like a weekly screening in some cinema. And eventually all these like LA comedians see this sign all the time. And it's a weird sign. It's, it's his face. It's, yeah, just, yeah, it's his face oh. and one eye looks all a bit yeah, munted. Like he's, and he's yeah. like, like yeah. he's had a stroke. <laughs> and they go to see the movie. We're talking people like... Like Patton Oswalt, Tim and Eric. Um, Obviously, the Franco brothers. Yeah. Franco brothers. Mm. So all these guys, Seth Rogen, and just word of mouth starts spreading about how crap this film yeah. is and how much joy they're getting from its yeah. low quality. And all of a sudden, it it takes on a life of its own and becomes a sort of sleepy cult hit, screens all around the world. Like we talked in our only our second ever podcast about the live Rocky Horror shows. Yeah, yeah very similar. I think it's our generation's version. Not that Rocky Horror was a bad film, but it has this... <laughs> I argue that it wasn't that bad. I like it. Anyway, it has, yeah, it has this new form of entertainment in that it becomes an interactive experience. And mm. When we say interactive, very strangely interactive with mm. a guide. And anyway, we'll get to that shortly. But, uh, Will, do you want to run us through maybe a little bit of the storyline? <laughs> if you can. I'd love to, Aiden, but I can't <laughs> because it doesn't exist. The best I could. Uh, so, uh, 
so um, there's a there's a rich rich guy who turns out to be a banker, which I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> who's I Tommy? That, who's Tommy? Um, which I learned from reading about it afterwards because I don't think that's you ever didn't actually pick that up, mentioned. Didn't you? No, no, it's, it was one of the many nuanced aspects <laughs> of the character that I just went straight over my head. Clearly, um, so he's got a he's got a fiance or a future wife, as he likes to call it, um, in Lisa. Um, who is secretly in love with his best friend, Mark. Um, In order to keep Johnny for some strange reason, she tells him that she's pregnant. Um, her mother after she's already decided she hates yeah, him. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. completely inexplicable. Um, there's they're wearing tuxedos for a moment, so I guess there's some sort of celebration in their life. Uh, it's it's uh, there's a lot of pigskin throwing around, and and there's I, for me, I think probably the strangest aspect was a character called Donnie, who's Denny. Denny, Denny. sorry. Um, who's a, I don't know, 40 year old man. Is, is he 40? But he's playing like a teenager who, who sort of has been taken under the wing of, of Johnny, but he's also got secretly lusts for Lisa and oh. it becomes this very strange and tries element. to watch them have sex. Yeah. Tries yeah. to join them, you know. In, in, and they laugh it off like, yeah, oh, oh, Danny, get out of here, yeah. you little scamp. scamp. Yeah. Oh. Take those cameras down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange, super strange. Um, and and he gets held up by a drug dealer at some stage. It's all very, it's all this, this absolute sort of it's, dumpster fire of a it's movie. It's as if someone went to one screenwriting workshop, just got a few ideas like, okay, how do you, how do you make a movie? Well, well you, you, you start by writing words on a page. You need some yeah. conflict. <laughs> yeah. You need a man and a woman. Yeah. Uh, and then like the, the best bit that you alluded to, like when... Uh, Lisa is talking to her mum, and her mum all of a sudden just reveals oh. that she definitely has yeah. breast cancer. Casually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, Results you, know, you know, Tommy's there thinking, all right, what did it say at screenwriting? Character backstory. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the mum has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, the movie ends, um, thankfully, with um, Johnny doing what we're all thinking and killing himself. <laughs> Oh, you forgot some of the key oh, scenes sure. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah like his yeah, friends yeah. that just walk into his yeah. house to have sex in the yeah. middle uh, of the day. Get, get blowjobs and then do those crazy <laughs> facial expressions. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Crossed eyes. and. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, you can't. There's too many terrible moments to discuss in it, this podcast. It is an absolute train wreck. Yeah. It's, it, every we you, we could spend an hour talking about how bad the cinematography is, or how bad the writing is, yeah. or the characters. It, it's or the portrayal of the female character who oh. is just literally like a kept woman who sits around the house all day that Johnny has to pay for. Yeah, and the mum's literally says to her stuff like, "You can't leave, Johnny." Who would look after you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's a, yeah. she's a twenty, thirty-something-year-old woman. She yeah, can get a job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And saying things like women change their minds frequently, and I just like I just like this super misogynistic thing. All yeah. of it. <laughs> it was gross. And you hadn't seen the film, no. and you hadn't been to an interactive no, screening. No, so, no. but Dan, you had. Yeah, I'd been to an interactive screening, and that's and I'd never watched it privately. I'd done one interactive screening uh, five to ten years ago. And Eden, you had I'd seen, seen the, the movie with some friends just at a house. And you hated it. And yeah, I got so mad during the movie that mm. I couldn't be contained to my chair. I yeah. kept like jumping up and just being like, why? What is happening? Why yeah. are you doing this? And like my friends were laughing and having a great time, but I, I was just infuriated <laughs> Whereas the, whole the time. opposite was the case for everyone in the cinema who yeah. also couldn't be contained to their seat, but, but that was because yeah. how much they loved the yeah. film. Well, see, but the, during the experience, I did get a bit of a kick out of it because everyone's kind of involved and shouting stuff mm. out, and it's a, it's a fun experience. But at a, in the last, like, third of the film, I started getting a little bit worked up again. <laughs> I just got to that point where I was like, oh, fuck, man, this movie. So let's explain what's interactive about the experience to people yeah. that aren't listening. So maybe we can whip around, because there's heaps of things. Just see if you can remember at least one thing each. So the oh. big one, of course, is... Well, we should say we rocked up and you get given like a, almost like a guide of how to interact yeah, with the film. Yeah, yeah, Really detailed. Like there's yeah. lots in there. Yeah. There's all these quotes and all these little bits when they do this, you do this, and they say this, you do that. But 
people forget that it's a quite dark cinema. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, have to read it all yeah. before the film starts. You've got, you got to give it a quick read, but then I think you sort of just, uh, if it's your first time, you join in with the rest of the crowd, yeah. and then you try and, like... Catch up. Yeah, it's best just to go with the flow. Yeah, just learn, just learn experience. by doing. Or yeah. just or just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> the big one though is the spoon. So yeah. Yeah. there's a few framed pictures of spoons in there, the background. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of spoons. Pictures, yeah. So they give you they must have handed out Nearly, oh, it would it would have been a thousands plastic spoons given out. Oh, more probably, than a thousand, probably, yeah. probably more because thousands. the cinema was pretty full. There would have well, been maybe like four hundred people there, and see, each person had a fistful of spoons. And yeah, you guys see when, like, when we were leaving that like pit in front of the screen, which was yeah. just like filled with spoons. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. So thousands. whenever a spoon appears on screen, everyone just tosses spoons whoever's around them or just high into the air so spoons go flying all the time while yelling spoons yeah. uh, what are some of the other big ones wow. well <laughs> the at at sort of any any point after a lady speaks you yell out because you're a woman <laughs> which just sort of it's it for me that that's the misogyny of the film bleeding into the misogyny of the uh, of the experience. But I, is I, it the misogyny of the yeah, experience or is yeah. that highlighting the misogyny? Yeah, it's pointing out how uh, it's making a mockery of the misogyny. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, good. That's I'm what I, glad well, that's, because well, I was interesting. Like, that's my interpretation, yeah. but you felt like it was joining in. Oh, well, because afterwards I was like, what what was the point of Oh, man, these guys are just jerks. Everyone's a jerk. I hate this stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want my life back. Every time, yeah. Every time Denny came on the screen, everyone would clap him in yeah, like he was yeah, a yeah. character from a Any, '70s sitcom. Anytime someone arrived in the movie that had never been introduced and was yeah. just suddenly there, everyone shouting out, "Who the hell are you?" or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. When, when the script, when the um, the shot is out of focus, which happens oh. an alarming <laughs> amount of times, you yell out, "Focus!" Yeah. And, 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 and if when it's, it's yeah. Like zoomed in on like Tommy's like disgustingly muscular Cottage body, you're like, unfocus, unfocus. <laughs> Every time there was a cutaway, there would always be a scene from San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. and you would say, "Meanwhile in San Francisco," yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ever and there was like really long like tracking shots of the Golden Gate Bridge, and everyone would go. Go, 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 build up. And if you make it all the way across the bridge, everyone erupts. I know. But if it cuts halfway through the bridge, everyone's like, boo! I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Eden, go and tell me a bit more about the difference doing the interactive screening made for you. Well, like, I suddenly could have a bit more fun with it because there was... I, first of all, I loved throwing spoons in a, in a cinema. <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. Um, and not only that, but, you know, you'd throw your spoons and you're like, oh, damn, I'm out of spoons. Hold on a second. All these new spoons have just landed in my chair. <laughs> I, got, I got a refill. Like, and no, shouting all that stuff out was great, and it it certainly helped enjoy the movie. But like I said, it's like it still only lasted two thirds of the movie yeah. before I was starting yep. to go like, God damn it, how is this movie a thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that is hard to convey to your listeners that haven't seen it. Just you cannot do justice to how poorly it is acted, mm. shot, yeah. written. It is. Yeah, nonsense. But not poorly like they knew they were doing a bad job and they were laughing through no. it, or like it was teenagers doing it. And yeah, it was no, just like yeah. this little project. Yeah. Like yeah. it's Super done serious. badly, but yeah. they think they're doing yeah. a good job. Like yes, they're it, genuine about it's it. It's close enough to done well for it to be terrible. Like yeah. it's not like you know someone's just shot it on their you know f- mm. the first camera on their Nokia phone. It's yeah. not that sort of bad. It's like someone trying to make a block. Buster, yeah. Yeah. like but, Tennessee Williams style yeah. drama. There's a budget so, for this. Like there's yeah. money poured yeah, into yeah. it. But some of the actors in it surely knew that it was not good, <laughs> right? I don't know. Like I, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> well, so, so who came up with the story? One of us afterwards, maybe Aiden, when I was talking to you. That uh, there's a disgustingly long sex scene between Tommy yeah. and Lisa, yeah. and it's it is or Johnny or whatever his name is in the film, but he's just Tommy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's it goes forever. They're throwing rose petals on each other. Denny's trying to get involved. <laughs> it's like terrible close-ups of his condom walnut body. <laughs> And it is you honestly are just feeling a bit nauseous by the end of it. Yeah, and 
he's kind of like humping her stomach, like he's clearly too high. And vigorously humping And her people stomach. shout out too high, I believe. Yeah, when that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. But she, the, the story I read is that she, they, there's a second sex scene in the movie and she refused to film another sex scene with Tommy. She was so freaked out by the first experience that that's why the second sex scene is so similar to the first. It's just literally <laughs> off cuts that they cobbled yeah, together. Well, yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't, would yeah, you? Yeah, no way. Yeah. The yeah. sex in the movie is so bad. It's horrific. It is honestly, it's, it is... Well, it's sex scenes imagined by, like, a teenager who's never had sex, yeah. never even really watched a porno, maybe <laughs> flicked through Dad's Playboys. It's so bad. There's, like, two or three sex scenes right at the beginning, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's unending. Uh, would you like to know what some of the other highlights um, that these people have gone on to do? Oh, oh hit me up. Because I've just been flicking through the IMDb, and uh, I, th- I found it quite interesting that uh, Lisa or uh, Juliet Daniel um, is the the main female in the film. I like I don't know. Do you call her, her, her the heroine of the film? No. Or? Who knows? The no. villain. Yeah. They're all villains. Yeah. Every yeah. character yeah. in this film is the villain. <laughs> so, San Francisco. That so was she, great. Yeah. she hasn't done any films that I've ever heard of, but she has done a lot of acting work. Um, Ghost Shark 2. Oh, oh, that's yeah. way better than Ghost Shark Oscar one. Oscar buzz around there. Um, <laughs> Development Hell, The Trouble with Barry, um, a whole lot of stuff I've never heard of, but she has been working constant. Are these oh, movies since her. 2003? Yes, these are yeah, these yeah. are things she's gone on to do. Anything prior to 2003? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Big, that's that's the rumors. Launched her. Launched her, I'm glad. I'm glad that someone's... Mark. Uh, Greg. Uh, S- Greg Sesoro? Ses- yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So he was in Sestero. Days of Our Lives. Ses- 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 I don't Sestero. know. Was he? Yeah, he was he in- looks like a Days of Our Lives. Days- oh, yeah. He's, he's a the best man. friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he was in Days of Our Lives. He's in a film called Accepted, uh, which stars... Uh, please hold, this is an edit point. Um, this was Justin Long and Jonah Hill. So that was a mm-hmm. proper film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays a character in The Disaster Artist, the new film about The Room. He plays one of the well, casting agents. He wrote a book about the yeah. making of The Room called The Disaster Artist. So the movie is really that uh, James Franco has made is a bringing to life of the book. Right. And the book is apparently incredible. Mm. Like uh, Alison Brie, who's in the film, I read an interview with her recently and she said she found out about The Room because one of the community directors was reading the book on set and was like, this book is incredible. And so she read the book, went to see the film, and you know now she's in The Disaster Artist. And Actually, one of the community... uh, like sort of assistant directors or something, she said, was uh, the guy that finished being the cinema photographer on The Room after oh a bunch God. of others had quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, wow. you know, he was like a legit guy. That's obviously... You wow. Know. Now, the last actor that we all need to know, what has Tommy done since The Room? I, I can tell you. <laughs> Tommy had a TV show. The Tommy Wise Show, ah. uh, which had a few episodes, nine at least, in 2011. Um, he also was in another TV series for two years, but he only did seven episodes. Don't know how that works. Mm. Um, called The Neighbours. Yeah, not... that's, that's one he directed, like a web series. Yes, oh, okay. yes. Not to be confused with the Australian <laughs> television show, uh, The na- uh, Neighbours. Both, yeah. of, both of similar quality, yeah. though, I imagine. <laughs> and he plays a character also in The Disaster Artist called Henry. So he's in his own film about himself. It's very meta. It is very meta. Yeah. I think the reason yeah. it still strikes a chord, I feel like in 2017... In response to all these, you know, things in the world that have caused people angst, that absurdist comedy has just become an outlet for people, you know, mm. like just nonsense. You know, I feel like there's, a, there's, you know, like even like dank memes is just this absurdity. Uh, and I, I read something about it recently and they were talking about, have you ever seen the cold pockets meme? <laughs> like it's just hot pockets, the American food, yeah. and it's just cold pockets and it's just got ice on the middle of them and it's just stupid. And someone was talking about how stupid humour is is like uh, is like the antidote to Trump and mm. all the crap in the world around us because it, it, no one, it doesn't hurt anyone. It's, you know, it's not at anyone's expense. So it doesn't seem cruel. And I feel like seeing the room is that sort of, it's become 
unintentionally its own brand of absurdist humor and uh, absurdist crowd involvement. It's it's strange. It's odd. It's just you know. Mm. I don't know. I sort of I, I I saw it as a symptom of all that's wrong in our world, <laughs> <laughs> and it was you know it's it's the the absolute prime example of mediocrity being rewarded. And like, why, why the hell did we spend our Saturday nights and our money on on this thing that we knew was an absolute dog turd? It's yeah, it's it, it's inexplicable. I, see, I like something that is so bad to me that it crosses over from bad to like a kind of good. So I can walk around, say, like a Cheapest Chips or a Reject Shop and just have incredible joy laughing at all the horrendous products. Mm. But if I do that with my wife, she just wants to die. She's like, why are we in here? This stuff is crap. We know it's crap. But I'm like, it's so crap, it's funny. (laughs) And see, that's where the room is to me. It's like so crap that it's like enjoyable. You cannot believe it's so bad. Like It crosses a line and becomes sort of some sort of anti-art thing. Can mm. I ask a question? Why was it called The Room? Oh. That's a, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Um, and <laughs> I don't know, but the except that The Room it's set in seems to be there's this sort of lower living room and then there's a spiral staircase up to the sort of bedroom. So maybe it's all one room. I, uh, <laughs> I think it was originally meant to be like a stage play, like a oh. one room stage play, <laughs> but obviously the vision expanded <laughs> <laughs> to rooftops uh. and the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. But, but talk about being confused with neighbors and the neighbors. It's everyone who I've spoken to about it said, oh, you mean room? Uh, based on the Emma Donoghue uh, novel mm. starring that oh. fantastic Oscar winning. Which is so so it's 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 maybe I don't know it's not intentionally confusing but it's just a, just another reason why this movie sucks. Right, that was a bit too highbrow for me. I didn't understand any of the thing you just said. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know a movie called Room? No, no. Okay, it won the um, Oscar for um, best actress. But um, I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I had people saying the same thing to me. They're like, "Oh, you, you mean yeah, Room? room. Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> So, I've just done the Google. Uh, apparently, when asked, Tommy was asked the same thing. Why did you title the film The Room? And he said, because your room is a place where you feel safe. <laughs> he's, a, he's an idiot, right? He's just a complete idiot. <laughs> he is a complete idiot. He's a complete idiot. <sighs> but is it not somehow... <laughs> I'm... Stop trying to justify no, this I'm moron. Justifying it. No, I love the story. I love What's the story. The story? Oh, the story this of idiot right. could He's make a, a film so bad, burn six million dollars of his own money. But you could have given to the it, poor. It dies. You could have built a fire it dies and warmed in the, the cinema. He keeps a billboard up in Hollywood for years, and now a movie is being made about it that has legitimate. Oscars hype, like it's supposedly really good. Like it's in somehow that is an incredible story. Like the odds of it happening, it's like a lottery story, like a yeah. one in a billion shot. Yeah, it's like somebody um, discovering this podcast and actually enjoying <laughs> it, and then then making a documentary about us. <laughs> Somewhat hurtful. <laughs> We will return after these messages. Okay, Will, it was your first time watching mm. The Room mm. interactive experience, but uh, we want now for you to tell us about something you uh, absolutely love, uh, some sort of pop cultural experience, movie, music, whatever, that uh, has a real go-to for you. For me, it's always, um, well, it's, it's The West Wing is mine. Um, it was a, a, the first sort of prime TV drama that I really got into. I think it... It maybe more than ever provides a provides a message and a model for civic responsibility, which uh, is is absent. I are, think. Are you a fan of other Aaron Sorkin TV and movie projects? The newsroom. I like the news newsroom. Yep. Yeah. I um. I didn't. The the subject matter of that show didn't interest me quite as much as The West Wing, but I but I but I think he's an incredible writer. Studio sixty. On the I, Sunset Strip? I haven't seen. Get into it. It's a hot okay. tip. It's okay. one of his shows okay. that yep. was it's in between the Will, newsroom. Yep. Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. Aiden. It's, my, it's about the West Wing. Okay. I'm a guest here. I walk in. I expect <laughs> hospitality. And this, is, this is outrageous. 
<laughs> now, what, what, what? If you would, if someone out there listening has not got into the West Wing, give them three reasons why they should start watching the West Wing. Nine or ten seasons long, or something. It's a mm. big commitment, but yeah. why is it worth it? Because the subject matter is is heavy and important. You're talking about the following the leader of the free world. The performances are outstanding. The uh, the characters are beautifully developed and presented by each of the actors and. Aaron Sorkin is an incredible writer. The the dialogue and the script is off the charts. It's it's beautiful. Awesome. Well done. Mm. Am I allowed to talk now? Or <laughs> no, <laughs> no, still just no, right, no, okay. wait for your little sign to flash. Just, still just will. Okay. Because <laughs> if I was, I would say it's only, sh- only seven sh- seasons. But okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 156 episodes. Should we um, rate this little uh, treat of yeah, a film? Let's get into the ratings. I don't know how this is going to work because it's an anti-film. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. you love to hate it or hate to love it, yeah, or you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think our categories work, and we are going on. We are rating the interactive screening yeah. of the okay. room. So all yeah. together. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking first at the iPhone test. Is this a compelling experience? Will. Um. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, um, yeah. I, I, it was sort of. It was like watching a a small, um, slow car accident. It was. It was just sort of, or like a like a a, a bunch of fail clips. It was. It was. It was compelling viewing, and the interactive aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I had a spoon and I was and I was looking for a spoon and I you was were gonna, shouting stuff out. I was yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking yeah. of which, Aiden had so many bad because she's a woman. <laughs> but I think we must acknowledge how poorly yeah. he was joining in. Yeah. <laughs> but I no. See, I think you actually got booed at some point. Like someone turned around and was like, "Boo!" But that, that guy in front of us. You're ruining the yeah. movie. <laughs> But let me add that I intentionally did that. Oh, yeah. That's what Tommy says too. <laughs> he says he intended to make a comedy no, masterpiece. Eden will back me up with this yeah. because I pointed out to Eden the fact that the guy that was sitting in front of us was too into this he film. He was. Oh, he was so yeah, obsessed that yeah. I had a lot of fun ruining it for him and saying the wrong <laughs> quote, saying the wrong thing. At one point, he got up and threw spoons at me directly, <laughs> just stood over me and threw the spoons because I was being so annoying. And I loved it. Yeah, uh, that, that was something though. Like, yeah, that guy was super into it, and there were other people in the cinema that were like so into it. And we we're talking about it afterwards. The people that go to it because they've got the line that they want to say. They like, yeah. rehe- they've rehearsed yeah, yeah. it. They've rehearsed yeah. it. They know the game. They're ready to go in and get the big laugh got from the singer. crowd. Because yeah, mm. they're going to launch into it. Like uh, that's strange. We're all so talking weird. about the Seinfeld episode <laughs> where George goes back to the yeah. cinema to say his one liner. <laughs> that's that's, that's not gonna hurt. <laughs> and it was just like that. People like just waiting yeah. for their moment to be the funny guy yeah. in a yeah. room of people. Yeah, yeah. and from that. I give it a five because I <laughs> loved it so much. I never looked got, at my we iPhone. We gotta get Will score. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'll give it a. I'll give it a four because I was I was super engaged. Although, like Eden, I started to I did sort of start to trail off towards the end. Four. Okay, uh, Eden. I'm gonna go three. I was looking at my watch a lot, and I have a smartwatch, so <laughs> I was uh, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to give it five, too. I find the whole interactive bit thoroughly immersive. And I'm, I, I, it would have been so long since I'd seen it. I, I knew a few of the things that would happen, but I'd forgotten most of it. And, yeah, it was like one car crash. And then you're like, wow. Yeah. And then suddenly another car plows into the existing yeah. car crash. And you're yeah. like, wow. And, and then, then a goes... semi-trailer full of chickens plows yeah. in. And you're like, oh, my God. What could happen? And it all sits on fire. Yeah. It's so bad. And to me, like I said before, I, I love laughing at terrible things like that are unintentionally terrible. So do I, but I think I've got a time limit. <laughs> I think I've got like... You a can't set... wander around the reject shop it... for 100 minutes. Yeah, it can't be 100 minutes. I can laugh at it at a good, for a good uh, 60 yeah. minutes. <laughs> there should be a, 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 an abridged version yeah, for people like yeah. you. All right, cultural significance. Uh, do you feel like you have taken a part of something uh, that has... You know, currency that uh, is important in the pop cultural sphere. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think I do. The, the 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 impending release of the Disaster Artist makes it more 
culturally significant. But I was surprised at talking to people and saying, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing on the weekend, that that they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Mm. So I think I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. I'm I'm I think it's probably too early to decide if this is gonna be like a big cultural thing like Rocky Horror. Um but I'm I'm I hope that in thirty years time people are still doing interactive experiences for the room and that it's, it continues as this sort of like cult midnight screening classic. Yeah, you'll be able to tell your kids, I hated yeah. it before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the worst, <laughs> but go and see it. Like, I feel like it's something that you do want to say to your kids eventually. Well, it's a piece of shit, but check it out. <laughs> like, it's like when you, it's on your shoe. Uh, is that, uh, I better sniff it. <laughs> like, you know it's not going to smell good, but you still what? give it the sniff. I did not get that but, analogy yeah, at all. <laughs> Aiden Um, I'm going to three and a half I think a lot of the population will have never heard of this film but the ones that have love it and the legend behind it I'd been told about this film many times and I'd just be like yeah I'll see it eventually I'll see it eventually and I saw it obviously for the podcast but I had had it on my list for I reckon three years of people just going Mm, you need to see this Aiden you need to see this and the fact that the disaster artist is just around the corner in fact when this podcast is released it may even be out and Everyone's gonna know about the room very soon. Yeah, I. It's a funny one. I've talked to a lot of people that have no idea what it is. What are you seeing? What? Who's mm, Tommy yeah, Wiseau, yeah. the disaster artist? I think I've heard of that, but they're not. You know, not really connecting with it. I think it has a bit more currency now, but I can't remember prior to the disaster artist the last time I saw a promo for a room screening in Adelaide or anything. So I, I don't know how big it will remain in the future. Uh, so, although I, I love it thoroughly, I'm only going to give it a two and a half. I think there's just a lot of general ignorance about what the room is that... I think give it time. Mm. I hope so. I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope not. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Returnability. Uh, is the room interactive something you would do again, Will? Just to, just to clarify, can we give minus scores? <laughs> Zero would be the lowest okay. you can well, go. It's a, it's a hard... Hard zero for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm never ever going to see it again. I don't want to see the disaster artist just to sort of punish the memory of this movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But did you not have fun in the moment? Oh, yeah, sure. I had fun, but, but no, nah, it's, I, I wouldn't enjoy it a second time. Even the disaster artist? Um, no, I, I, well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the disaster artist would, uh, is about, but well, I, yeah, I don't know what it's sort of take on the, on the situation is, but I just, I, if it's, if it's trying to sort of paint it in any sort of, um, forgivable light, I don't want, I don't want any bar of it. I, I hate it. I hate it. No, it's a zero. It's a stone cold zero. Eden. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a two for returnability. I feel like. I would go and see it again. Like, again, I've seen it twice now. Um, I would definitely want to see the experience again rather than just in my house with some friends. And uh, I would want people to be there who haven't seen it because I want to sort of that, I want that new shock, shock value. Mm. Yeah. You want to, you want to make another angry wheel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I agree. (laughs) Aiden. I'm going to go pretty high. I really loved it. Like the first (laughs) half an hour, I was a bit overwhelmed with how much everyone else was in love with this film and they knew every quote and I didn't. But as soon as I found joy in pissing off people around me that loved it so much, I had a really good time. So, so you're going to be the Costanza to go back yeah. to see an experienced version, but only to do the wrong thing in order to get everyone to hate you. Yeah, maybe. Nice. <laughs> but like at the same thing like i would never watch it on my own yeah. i would never watch it at home you do need to see it in the experience yeah. for the full mm. experience i guess i don't know how to word that you're any like other the way. reverse of the guy sitting in front of us who was there to have his moment of making 400 people laugh yeah. you're there to make 400 people pissed off and hate you <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm okay with that yeah. i enjoy did that. you give a score sorry uh i reckon three and a half three and a half uh, I've been twice to interactive screenings. I would definitely go again. Probably don't want to go for at least another five years. Like, oh, there needs to be a good chunk of time before, even in an interactive, I can make it through that film. 
Uh, because, like, the joy for me is laughing at how bad it is, but you need a little bit of su- surprise factor. Like, if you mm. know ahead of time this is the bad thing that happens next, it's not going to be as fun. So, yeah, I would definitely do it again, like you, Eden, probably with people that hadn't seen it before. So I'll give it two and a half, and I am very excited to see The Disaster Artist. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait. Yes. I think it's going to be incredible. And it is essentially a story of how terribly made the film is, and uh, I think it sounds I think it sounds great. In fact, I'm so excited. I like the room so much on a that's so bad it's great level that there's a movie starring Greg, who is the cheating friend Mark and Tommy called Best Friends. Yes, and it's sort of doing the film circuit now. It's written by Greg, the writer of the Disaster Artist. It's just starring Tommy. It's directed by, uh, I can't remember, Gary Fong or something. I think like a legit director. It looks pretty crisp and sharp in the trailers online. Uh, So it's called, yeah, Best Friends, but the R is in brackets, like Best Fiends. And it's definitely got a real (laughs) crappy vibe about it, but sort of like good crappy. And I would probably even watch that. After a homeless man befriends a quirky mortish- mortician, oh, who is the mortician? Good. By the way, a quirky mortician. Yeah. Finally, yeah. an unlikely <laughs> business partnership is formed, which leads to paranoia. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it, the, the trailer ends with Tommy's face on a beach without really any explanation for why this is happening. Tommy's face is on a beach. And his face is cut to hell, and it looks like he's dead, and then suddenly his eyes open, <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. This looks great. <laughs> Tommy this, and Greg back at it again. Is this like the birth of a new genre of film? Like, oh. shit film? I think so. Oh, uh, this no. is This, this but, is the world's response but, to 2017. I'll tell you what, this... Tommy, this is, this is it is dank memes the movie. <laughs> it is dank memes the movie. But the thing is, TV's been doing this for years. Like, everyone knows Days of Our Lives and Passions, Passions. and yeah. all those shows are really bad, but they like them, And but people know they're bad. But, but, and, but like, but those the... shows are trying to be good. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, but this film is trying this, to be good. This film was trying to be good, but will Best Friends or Fiends... <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that trying to be good, or is that now trying to cash yeah. in on, you know, hey, here's another bad movie, yeah. Sharknado, yeah. Ghost I Shark. <laughs> I think it's trying to be better than Sharknado or Ghost Shark. <laughs> but they're, but but they're intentionally know. bad, aren't they? It had good... Re- it had, like, solid quotes in the trailer from, like, you know, Washington Post and people like that. But I don't know, it could be very out of context yeah. quotes. <laughs> I saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this movie. Dot, 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 it. Dot, 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 great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, partner uh, friendliness. Is this something uh, your partner, Rachel, would enjoy? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, she. I'm sure that she would dislike strongly the... The casual the misogyny, actual, yeah, the yeah. actual product because she's intelligent and, uh, <laughs> and again and, hurts yeah. a little well, bit. You know, it's, uh, truth hurts, uh, but um, but the the experience, um, I, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe she would enjoy it, but I'm going to give a zero because I'm going to use her as my proxy to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come to draw on. this Genius. bad boy down. Gerrymandering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a zero. So someone zero that loves from, the West Wing yeah. would corrupt <laughs> the democratic process. We invited you on this podcast for truth and honesty and uh, a sense of honour when it comes to reviewing <laughs> pop culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, uh, she, she would give it a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Eden, can we get a truthful score from you, maybe? Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I think Kirsty would go for like maybe a two. I think I would love to watch it with Kirsty in the experience, but I think that she would hate it. I'm gonna return this part of the podcast to its origins for my answer. In that we originally said was this topic or this this part of the rating was like. A partner, not necessarily mm. your partner, but a partner, a, a sure. female or a, a date of some Could sort. Could it be a date night thing? Yes. Yeah. And I think, yes, that would be a very fun thing to do with your partner, to do the experience. Now, Risky. Le- 
risky, yes, but I don't think it's a first date, but I do think it could be like a fifth a, or sixth date. Fun, quirky date. Yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly. So, so I would rate this reasonably high, at least a two and a half. <laughs> It is very sexist. You're doing the reverse, (laughs) Will. You're going back to the very first podcast, and we've clearly now made it about our actual partners. (laughs) Okay, okay, fine. My actual partner, Leah, would enjoy the fun experience of it. She would hate the film, but I genuinely think she would enjoy yelling things out and throwing spoons and the theatrics of the night and Mm. and fun of the experience. Two and a half? Yeah, I'm sticking to two and a half. I'm thinking Ash would very... If if Ash's joy of walking around the reject shop with me is anything to go by, I think she'd, she'd grow very tired of the room very quickly. So I'm going to give it... A zero. And I love the room. I want it to score well. But no, legit would be zero. As soon as a spoon hit her that someone else had thrown, <laughs> she'd be like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going yeah. home. I'm going to sit in the car. She would not want a spoon to touch her. Uh, and the spoon flying is pretty mm. early on. So yeah. it's a zero. And, Whereas my partner would, uh, Leah, she would enjoy throwing the spoons, but then feel guilty for the rest of the time that she accidentally hit someone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that in this... In this movie's defense, or in this sort of experience's defense, I think that if you did it with a group of mates, like I could see if I was organizing a Bucks party, for example, maybe, maybe, maybe that would be a context where. What are you saying about our relationship, Will? Again, it's a little bit. Not friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I I enjoyed, I enjoyed. You know, like (laughs) I would really enjoy seeing the film with people I actually enjoy their company, you know, respected on a. On a mental yeah. level and, you know, like it just someone that I get along with. Uh, yeah. Let's take a little break uh, so I can lick my wounds and add up the scores. <laughs> All right, so quick plugs of the week. Now, without a guest, we've been going a little bit free form. Took the time restraints off. They're semi-back. I'm going 20 seconds. Each. 20 seconds. 20 mm. seconds. So not 10, not loosey-goosey. 20 seconds of plug. Let's start with you, Aiden. What have you been enjoying in the past week? Controversial one, but I'm going to plug a different podcast. Mm. It's a new one from Tony Martin, and it's almost like a radio serial that goes for 20 minutes. It's called Childproof, and basically he wrote this television show for Channel 9. They, in the end, threw it out the window and didn't want it, so he's Five recreated seconds. it with actors and acted the whole thing out with sound effects and laughter tracks, and it's amazing Check it out. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, radio drama. Nice. Mm. Is there someone doing, like, sound effects in the background? Yes. I've always liked those, <laughs> yes. you know, like, opening the door. I love that. That's All fantastic. of that. It is amazing. It's, it's just like a TV show, but only audio. And, oh, that sounds good. And it's, it's, it is a podcast. It is a competing podcast, but very different. Say very the name one more time. Childproof. Childproof. Eden. 20 seconds. Uh, I am going to plug a book called The Magician. It is by Raymond E. Feist. It's an older book. I think it was originally released in the 80s. It is a fantasy novel about a uh, child who is uh, you know, he grows up. He is apprenticed as a magician. Uh, there's a huge war between two worlds. There's a rift Three in between. Three seconds. Oh, God. Um, and it's a good read. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Will, go. Uh, People of Earth. It's a TV TV series starring White Sinak. It follows a um, support group for people who have been abducted by aliens and hijinks and hilarity ensue. It's a, it's a heartwarming comedy um, in tasty 20-minute bite-sized pieces. And time done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, time, to spare. Yeah. time to spare. Time to spare. I'm going to plug a song that's been getting a bit of traction on social media, but that I, I genuinely love. It's Smoko by The Chats. Has anyone seen that pop up on their social media feeds? This, uh, these young Aussie guys uh, with the, the most... The singer has five, the most outrageous seconds. ginger mullet you've ever seen. It's bogan. It's hilarious. The film clip Time, is time Time's up. <laughs> Smoko by The Chats. <laughs> Why oh. is it on social media? I'm what? confused. Why is it popping up? It's so... Bogan, and that like it's literally like someone that looks like they might still be in high school with this big ginger mullet, mm. and it's real sort of ochre, okay, like punk rock, and you know it's just about. 
different people screaming at them to leave them alone because they're on Smoko. So, right. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it just kept popping up on uh, on my Facebook All right, feed. Do. It was good. Well, you asked the question! <laughs> <laughs> Well, the scores are back, and the Room Interactive Experience has scored 31.9, putting it ahead of uh, The Breakfast Club, Rambo First Blood, Enya, Cruel Intentions, obviously, (laughs) and Blade Runner! Ah, damn it. Holy shit. (laughs) Cinema's dead. (laughs) But it's not not the film. It's not the film experience. It is so bad to me, it is great. But I want to clarify what I was saying earlier, that it's so bad, it's great. I can't watch crap stuff that has been made to be crap. No. I I will refuse to watch a Sharknado, for instance. Yeah. I I, I don't want to see a second of someone making deliberate crap. But there is something about this that is so sincere. Genuine. Mm. Genuine and sincere that... And yet it turns out so horribly that it's compelling. They, ha- they have to be doing their best work, like the best that they can possibly do, and then it has to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> so the Room Interactive Experience. Thank you for joining us, Will. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I loved it. <laughs> no, you did I loved the podcast experience. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Next time you do so, uh, we will have my wife in the first-timers chair. All right, Borat. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Well, you know, she's... I've got to come back to that. <laughs> Burn on me. <laughs> well, if I just said Ashley, that wouldn't go well, would it? We've got Ashley joining us. <laughs> oh, Ashley, Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Ashley's going to be in for the last one for the year. Yeah, yeah. Renowned scoring Grinch is in Ooh. for our Christmas edition. <laughs> to her defence, she's never scored anything badly. You've scored on her behalf. No, she's given a lot of those scores yeah. herself. <laughs> Even sometimes the stuff she hasn't seen, she wants to make a quick description. No, no, that's a one. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, and we are watching uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas classic, oh. Jingle All the Way. Nice. Join us then. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. We're doing Christmas goodbyes? Yeah. By the time people download this, it'll be close to Christmas. <laughs> you are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa.